0: It's the Adam Ritz Show. A social awareness talk show touching on fellowship, leadership, philanthropy, and more. Adam hosts the show on location from coast to coast, interviewing college students, student athletes, campus administrators, professional athletes, and social experts about social issues ranging from bullying to Twitter and everything in between. And now, it's your social awareness radio host, Adam Ritz.
1: And we are live in Auburn, Alabama, at the University of Auburn or you know what when i when you're an out of towner you don't know which way it is is it auburn university Auburn University. Now, is there some sort of penalty, some sort of War Eagle penalty, because I got that backwards? A little bit. I will tell you this. I went to Purdue University. Mm-hmm. There, half the country calls it the University of Purdue, okay. and I look okay. at them the way you exactly just <laughs> looked at me. I'm Adam Ritz, and we're at Auburn University with Chris Lucas. Hi, Chris. How you doing? Good. How are you, Adam? Uh, it's fantastic to have you back on the show. We've had you on before to talk about the Auburn man, how you work with the young men uh, here on campus uh, to talk about issues ranging from integrity, care philanthropy charity giving back to the community we bring you on the show now to highlight one of those community service efforts what do you got from the Auburn man Chris
2: yeah uh, yesterday was Auburn's third annual IFC philanthropy skeet shoot at the lower Wetumpka Shotgun Sports Club in Wetumpka Alabama Uh, (laughs) we raised about three thousand dollars for the Duffner Foundation uh, which uh, addresses families in East Alabama with food insecurity
1: I just love your accent and to talk about giving guns uh, to a group of people for an initiative to raise uh, funds and awareness. Skeet shooting, let's get into detail about what that entails. I mean, is it um,
2: just like you'd see in a movie, pull and somebody shoots out a clay disc? It is precisely like that. And the Shotgun Sports Club has 14 holes arranged on an old golf course uh, where you get six shots or eight shots uh, per hole. And so the uh, skeet is little clay targets. Uh, and you say pull and they launch and you shoot. So, on a par five, are you standing
1: like where the T box used to be? Or
2: what do you mean? A, not necessarily a par. So, if there's one that's, uh, uh, say, it's marked number four and it says report pair, a report pair means you say pull each time uh, one launches. Now, if it's just a pair, that means it launches two at a time. Uh, but if it's four and it's a report pair, you get eight shots at four ski.
1: Is there, I'm, I'm getting this golf course image in my head. So if you're on a on a fairway shooting down the fairway, does that mean there's someone on a fairway shooting towards you
2: on the other fairway? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, this particular course, all 14 holes are arranged with their backs to one another, so it kind of goes okay. in a loop. I was going to uh, say, you don't want to slice. You do not want to uh, slice. It's about a 1,000-acre piece of property, too, so there's not a whole lot of danger. And uh, you use uh, you use target shoot, uh, target spread shoot. In the shotgun uh which don't get me wrong it would probably hurt uh if you got a little scatter but it wouldn't uh it wouldn't do a whole bunch of damage okay and the uh, money
1: raised how, how much did you say about three oh, thousand dollars fantastic and um my attention span fails me it was for
2: eating disorder yeah for the, uh, it's for the duffner foundation uh will duffner a uh, big name golfer uh, from this area Uh, He has a local foundation that supports families with food insecurities in East Alabama. Uh, Basically, it's a foundation uh, that plugs people in with food banks and gets them the resources they need. Okay, so...
1: Feeding the homeless, feeding the poor, food insecurities—is yes.
2: uh, that okay? That that you
1: just uh, educated me on a food insecurity. I was think for some reason it triggered in my head like an eating disorder or something like that. Yeah. So food insecurities, giving back, uh, helping families find nutrition is what this is all about. And you guys raised three grand for that foundation. What is the? Um, Name of the foundation again, and I bet it's just a .org on the end of it so we can find it. Duffner Foundation. Duffner. So at the minimum, if we Google Duffner Foundation, we'll find the .org and be able to go on there, maybe see some uh, pictures of the Auburn men shooting skeet, and uh, we'll be able to donate as well to get that number a little higher. Absolutely, ma'am. All right, Chris Lucas. It's a pleasure to see you again. I met you five, six years ago at a conference. We've grown up together in this world of uh, college philanthropy. Uh, anything around the bend on the horizon for uh, Auburn University in the world of community
2: service? Uh, Well, uh, yeah, we do a big spring event uh, with our chapters as well. And our chapters generally have uh, most of their larger fundraisers for philanthropies in the spring as well. So uh, traditionally, uh, our fraternities and sororities combined raise over a million dollars a year here at Auburn. Uh, We've got 52 different organizations uh, contributing to that total. And so we're looking to hit that number again this year uh, and hopefully uh, create opportunities for our students to learn about the organizations they're supporting through that.
1: Fantastic stuff. Always a pleasure to be on campus. It's beautiful here. If anybody listening across the country is thinking about sending their kid uh, to a wonderful institution, please check out Auburn University. You won't be disappointed. Uh, So glad to be back, and thank you for the War Eagle hospitality. It's Chris Lucas. We'll have you back again if you want. Awesome. War Eagle, Adam.
0: Fellowship, leadership, and philanthropy.
1: Conversations and interviews from all over America. It's the Adam Ritz Show. The show continues in Wichita Falls, Texas. I'm with the head coach of the Midwestern State University football team. This is Bill Maskell. Hi, Bill. How are you?
0: Good, good, Adam. Appreciate you being here.
1: It's always uh, a pleasure to be down here in in God's country, Wichita Falls, Texas. And uh, and I love hanging out with football coaches to get your take on some social issues like uh, fatherhood, uh, character, integrity. Um, and let's start with that. Then we'll move on to what you guys do uh here with the team, with community service and, and how you uh, work together with, I guess, your fans in Wichita Falls. I'm sorry, not Wichita. That's another state, right? Uh, Wichita Falls, Texas, to um, to make this place better. You were telling me off mic about the the water shortage. I can't wait to find more about that in a second. But uh, first of all, you're a dad, aren't you? Uh,
0: yes, father of two. Got a 29-year-old daughter getting married this summer and a 33-year-old son. You know, I, I think we... we emphasize I uh, probably didn't go to it in great detail tonight but every time that there's a uh, an issue I didn't know about Kurt Rambis but I mean that that we we try to bring that up to our players on a daily basis whether it's the Ray Rice thing or whether it's marijuana or whether it's drunk driving uh, you know we had a kid get t-boned here back in gosh oh eight maybe eight years ago and he's still going to college it's taken six hours this semester and it's taken him eight years to graduate and we try to bring those things out in front of our players because you're right. These kids this doesn't affect me. I, you know, I'm not part of it, so it's no big deal. But I think we constantly talk about that. And not only do I do it, but our coaches do it in their own individual meetings. And um, whether it's date rape or uh, you know how to treat a woman, uh, you know fatherhood. You know, probably of the hundred kids that were here, we probably have twenty-five kids or more that have that are fathers. Some of them take that serious. Some of them don't. Twenty-five players on your team are I'm, already fathers. I'm guessing, yeah. Really? I'm guessing.
1: Yeah. That you know what? I I wouldn't have guessed that. Is that a normal number for a for a one hundred man college football roster? That may or
0: that may be high. That might be high. I don't know. But I just there's a number of them that uh, that. That, that are fathers, and yeah. well, let me ask you. Um,
1: knowing that now, I mean, how are how are they handling being student athletes, college students, and being fathers? I mean, are well, they pulling we, it off?
0: Well, we've got one kid that, that dropped out this spring because his girlfriend's pregnant, and they're going to have the child. And and I went through with him to back in his hometown about going to the pregnancy help center and how to go get some some. Uh, counseling and and what to do and how to do it and he, he's here and she's back there and it's four or five hour trip away and he his mom wanted him to stay with us and he wants to come back in the fall but I don't think he'll make it he's just you know he's he's working a job and you know he's he's overwhelmed mm-hmm. and if they'll come to us and we we generally can counsel and if they don't want to listen to us we can send them to our counseling department on campus and but there's just one kid that's, uh, you know, decided that, that he's going to take a leave of absence to try to get his head straight. Um, and that 25 may be high; maybe it's 15, 10. Okay. But I mean, there's there's a number of them, though. I can tell you that we we had one kid uh, uh, that's still in town, and he he just found out over the weekend he tore his ACL, uh, or uh, playing minor league or playing the arena football, but. I mean, he had three kids while he was, you know, one in high school and then two more here. And then I think his girlfriend he's with now has got – they've got three children. I mean, Mm -hmm. to me that's – you know, we try to counsel. We try to give them uh, advice and and what direction they should go. But uh, sometimes, they, they, you know, they don't listen as well as you'd like for them to.
1: I think that's important that um, you're really kind of a role model, a mentor. I mean, you're their coach uh every day and uh you all they also know you have children and that are grown now um so they can look to you for advice on on being a father
0: well i don't know that they they do uh and i and i think so many times that these kids are you know that the the children are not necessarily here they're they're back home and uh and not all the times are they responsible Mm -hmm. you know and sometimes they they are and sometimes they're not um but i think the, the the best thing that we can do is just is help them grow and and mature through the situation
1: well, tell me about, we're speaking with Bill Maskell, the head coach at Midwestern State University Football. Tell me about your kids. They're tw- how old are they now? 29 and what? 29 and, and 33. So you're done. I mean, that's it's, yeah. uh, you're, you're, <laughs> your days of fathering are over, but they're not. So, you you know, you're still the patriarch of the family, grandkids on the way maybe? No, no. My wife, um, my
0: daughter's just getting married, 29 years okay. old. And so we're, yeah, she's breaking the bank right now as we speak.
1: Give me uh for our young, <laughs> breaking the bank, <laughs> for our, uh, uh, young listeners out there who maybe just got married, maybe just found out they're going to have a baby um, that haven't become a father yet, what's your best advice for uh, for
0: fatherhood? The best advice for fatherhood uh, that I would give my children would be it, you better be dedicated to your wife or husband because it, all the freedom that you had and all the space that you had it is no longer there. And I, I can remember vividly you know, our our, our oldest hunter uh, was born in July the July the eighth uh, eighty two, and we're big boaters. We're big lake people, and that whole summer we we done we did none, and it just uh, it, it really was a big adjustment because in coaching you, you that's all you got is your summers, mm-hmm. and and soon as uh, now it's you know we get july 1st comes back or july 10th you're you're right back in the middle of it and and you go like crazy like we are now until until uh the end of end of or middle of june and take a couple three weeks off and and now we can go do all that boating stuff but i, I when that happened i just i mean it was we we, we missed we missed the whole summer <laughs> and that was a big adjustment because that's the only time we had off so i would say be ready to to lose your freedom in space in in terms of uh things that you want to do, you're going to have to give them up.
1: Turning our uh, attentions towards uh, the community of Wichita Falls, Texas, where uh, the campus is nestled, Uh, what do your guys do? We talked to one of your players earlier about their work with the Boys and Girls Club. Uh, What are some of the focuses you have as head coach in the community?
0: Well, you know, the straight street is what what Robert didn't talk to you about is that that's uh, for uh, underprivileged, at-risk kids. And so you know, if we got kids that uh, we go down there and volunteer, and we also take our kids that needs community service to to go down and and, and be there, and we've taken our whole team down there at times. And actually, uh, one of our players' mother is the is the director of of it, and it's it's like uh, Boys and Girls Club, and they, and our kids go down there, and we play ball with them, we play games with them, and and then they come to our practices, and they come to our games, and. And like you said, they, uh, those people look up to, to athletes, mm-hmm. and that's just the way it is. And, and some of our kids will get more involved than others, but uh, that's been a good thing for us. One of the neatest things I thought we did last spring, and we always have a great day of service on campus where all of the teams are involved in doing something, and that, that is usually spring game type. But we took our entire team down to uh, Meals on Wheels, and coaches, uh, everybody, and we prepared 2,000 meals for the week. And it was really cool. I mean, we did it for three or four hours. And our our kids just really, we started, I think, about 8 o'clock in the morning and went to about 11 or 12. And, and I know I was doing pudding. And I was taking a scoop of pudding, putting it in a little... Little dish and put uh, aluminum uh, aluminum foil over it or saran wrap. And There's
1: no that way they were going to put an offensive lineman on pudding.
0: Well, <laughs> but but I, I think that's that's really good, and I, I think that our kids when we go, uh, Coach Page does a great job. Uh, who's our who's our community service uh, guy? And uh, we get our kids go uh, they go read every Friday that we're home and. And you know, be just pr- pretty much it's always the same kids. And mm-hmm. um, there's some kids that just enjoy being around younger kids, and then there's others that really aren't too excited about doing it. So when we try to, uh, we haven't done this recently, but uh, we we've gone to the Boys and Girls Club all around town, and and we divide up into our teams, and and we'd go and spend a couple hours with after school with with all, with all those different kids. And actually, my wife and I have a uh, a Bill and Mary Helen Maskell family foundation that we uh, started with our uh, women's football clinic. And and we still don't charge for it, but we, we, we probably make about $1,000 a year, and we put that into the community foundation. And then for the last two years, we purchased all of the Boys and Girls Club's uh, football uniforms. That is fantastic. So, uh, you know, that's something just to give back, you know, yeah. and, and uh, actually when we did it the first time they said somebody in the community or maybe in, in the university said why is Bill Maskell having, having the funds go into the Bill Maskell Family Foundation? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, that really is not a uh, foundation for the family it is a foundation for the, for the uh, community, and uh, that's been a, a fun thing to do
1: um, well, tell me uh, for our listeners that want to help. Uh, does the Bill and Mary Maskell Foundation take donations? Is there a oh, website where you can go do- donate money?
0: You know, there probably isn't. I mean, they just uh, they just have that one night that we do it where we we get about one hundred and fifty, two hundred women come in and uh, we get somebody to donate uh, the meal, and then we have door prizes and and we have speakers and so on and so forth and at the end of the night, they just said, if you want to help. And then, I mean, the, guy, the girls are they're all girls and our coaches. And I think, like I said, I think we probably made about $1,000. That's, $1, last That's year.
1: old school. That's the old way to, to raise money. Maybe yeah. ask one of your players to help you set up a GoFundMe page for the Bill and Mary yeah. Maskell Foundation. And then uh, people can go to that website, find your name, find your foundation, and donate money through the Internet. You know what? Have I, you heard of the Internet, Bill?
0: I, <laughs> 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 we talked about that tonight. Yes, I do. The first time. The, uh, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, that's a good idea. We've never thought about that. And my wife does all that. Well, now, you
1: know what? I, uh, I'll i consult you on that later. I'm a yeah. social media, internet consultant. I'll tell you about that later. Our guest is Bill Maskell, the head coach at Midwestern State University in Wichita Falls, Texas. And uh, before I let you go, I want to ask you about uh, an initiative um, your whole town had with the drought recently. You were telling me about a drought, and we support... Uh, Mother Earth and being green. Um, tell us about that drought and, and some sort of um, what? What was uh, Wichita
0: Falls known for? Like the uh, hotter the, than hell uh, 100. Uh, <laughs> 100 degree weather. It's colder. And, it's colder than hell in the winter, and it's hotter than hell in the summer. Um, we had a drought from 2010 till the summer of 2015, and it restrictions on water all over. And and each week or each month. Uh, as, as we get less and less rain they put more restrictions on you and we finally uh, we, we couldn't water our lawns people went out and bought big tanks and had water brought in for their pools and, and people were taking uh, we got a big tank at the house that, that that we used to filter in for our pool but um, so the, the community um, uh, purchased a recycling system where they took all of the used water, shower water, uh, restroom water, and they put that through a major recycling and, and put it back into into the, uh, the, the regular water lines. And uh, it was uh, a shock, uh, thinking that you're going to be drinking sewer water, but it, they said that by the time that they went through all the process, and they spent... All kinds of money to to get the filtration to do that um, and that our our community was that way for probably three and a half of those five years
1: and uh, again, just to reiterate for the listener that just wasn 't quite paying attention during that, the drought was so bad this community had to recycle the sewage water recycle sewage to become the city 's you know, usable drinking water.
0: That's correct. You drank
1: sewer water. So You drank sewage.
0: We drank sewer water after it was uh, re-flourished, I guess. If
1: you did it say. taste, uh, did you taste? put down the glass and say, this tastes like, you didn't so say I that, said. did
0: you? <laughs> uh, no, I I, I want to say I cheated a little bit. I drank the bottled water. You my, drove across my, the my, state my, line to get some <laughs> bottled water, didn't you? My, my wife drank the uh, water out of the tap, so... Um, I, you know, they 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 showed us all the tests that that they had done. Oh,
1: I believe with all science and technology, it probably was cleaner than a, a bottle of water from Canada. Uh,
0: and and I think what uh, the other communities that are having the same kind of problems yeah. have called our community uh, uh, people that do that, and and we were we made national news. Uh, for, for, for doing that.
1: Well, that's the ultimate recycling. And uh, we support recycling and Mother Earth and being green. And, and during that, I guess, drought, what would you say in the Maskell household, what was the one thing you did and your family did to help conserve water?
0: Well, I think you had no choice because if you went over so many cubic feet of water, you were billed at a higher rate. And, and so, I mean, one of the things that I like to do when I'm shaving is to keep my hot water running. And so, to conserve water, uh, we we I turned turned the, turn the hot water off every time I was r- taking my razor to get uh, mm-hmm. as I was shaving. I turned it off and then turned it back on to take the uh, the uh, shaving cream off. The other thing we did is we took uh, in the shower. We put buckets in the shower to whatever water that you that's going down the drain. That coming from the shower, we took that and we watered our plants out front. So I mean, I think everybody got creative because we were in our our fields were uh, our practice fields were just miserable. Yeah. I mean, I mean for five years and and we had well water, but it was salt water, and then they had to buy a a system to, to you know filter that salt out. And but by that time is I can remember our coaches. Uh, we all had a night one day a week we were going out there watering the field for an hour. Mm-hmm. With uh water hoses not like not like not like the ones you see at our house, but the fire h- hoses, and it was didn 't help any I mean because when you got hundred degree weather, you put that water in, we got sand based fields it just it up, so I mean we were th- this whole community was was shot
1: well that 's great to hear about your creativity to recycle your water. Uh, I want to thank you for your hospitality here on campus at Midwestern State University in Wichita Falls, Texas. Uh, I want to thank our affiliates here in Wichita Falls, the ESPN uh, channel as well as Bob FM carrying the Adam Rich show. And uh coach Maskell had a lot to do with that. You have you have a show yourself on on those stations, don't
0: well, you? Well, we we started Bob FM and then uh um then the the owner of Bob FM bought, purchased 955 the uh, ESPN network and he he and a couple other uh partners have done that and um Dan uh what's Dan's last name Bala Bala, yeah Bala is that uh you we had talked last time you were here and and I had told Dan your story and I said I think this would be a good idea and he said well let me investigate it and he got online I said make sure you you know you know everything you need to know Mm -hmm. before you decide to make this decision and And so he did whatever homework he needed to do. And,
1: And, you know, we're celebrating, uh, I think, three or four years on the air with uh, Wichita Falls, Texas, 95.5 ESPN, and Bob FM. So we thank our affiliates. And um, Coach Maskell, i got to thank you for all of your help and for sharing the, uh, your family foundation with us. I'll help you get that online to raise even more money for mm-hmm. next time. Thank you for sharing your one thing and how to make this planet a better place as well, and we wish you the best of luck with your football squad.
0: We appreciate it. Thanks for being here.
2: Hello, I'm Matt Painter with Purdue
1: Basketball, and you're listening to The Adam Ritz Show. Continuing at the State University of New York, Buffalo, also known as UB, also known as University at Buffalo. We're with the head coach of the Buffalo Bulls college football team. He's Lance Leipold. Hi, Lance. How are you? I'm doing well, Adam. How are you today? I'm fantastic. I want to thank you for your time. I know you're busy as a head coach, but we love getting the perspective of head coaches um, with some of the social issues that we cover on this public affairs broadcast. Uh, Issues like academics, how important that is, community service, character integrity, fatherhood. I understand you're a family man, so let's touch on some of these uh, issues. Let's start with fatherhood. Uh, um, How tough is it? With such a demanding, time-consuming uh, job as a head coach for a Division One college football team, to, to spend time with your kids,
3: I mean, that's got to be a drain on you. It, it is a balancing act. You know, it's one that sometimes puts a strain on a family, to be quite honest, but... Uh like just this past Friday was my daughter's birthday and it's tough when the season starts uh, and and you're not always there for, for your children's birthday, especially as fast as time flies by. But we, we try to make sure that we, we carve out times at a certain time of the year where we get away as a family and we like to get to the beach and go down south and do things. And you try to be there for as many time things as you can. And Sometimes you just got to find that you're going to make time, and, and it means if you work a little later or get up a little earlier, you make sure you do it and, and you try to be there for them as well as be uh, sometimes a father figure for many other uh, you know players within your program.
1: You just touched on the topic I wanted to bridge next. You're a father figure for your own players. Um, some of these guys across America, whether you're a student athlete or not, maybe don't have a father figure from home. Um, how does that, I guess, balancing act, as you put it, come across to those guys? You're not only their head coach or
3: mentor, but maybe you're their, their dad too. Yeah, and as, as well as our nine assistant coaches, and and a lot of times we have to do that mentoring for them. It's amazing uh, as the years go by that you you meet with these young men when during the recruiting process, and there's only one one parent or sometimes no parent in the room, helping them make such a lifelong decision, not just a four-year football decision or academic, a 40-year decision for their life and career path. And so we have to do that. And, and one thing we've always believed in is structure and discipline. And, and it starts with small things. And one of our first things we talk about is being on time. And, and if you can't be on time, it's hard to hold a job. So mm-hmm. we, we try to hit that right away in the program of how important that is. It shows respect. It shows that it's important to you. Um, just little things like, that being coachable coachable in the classroom coachable in the training room just those things that allow you to to be able to get better at anything that you want to do and then the other thing we would like to talk about is just give an effort you know we're not talking about whether it's a letter grade or a bench press or 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 touchdowns or tackles it's just about giving the maximum effort that that the good lord's given you that you have a chance to be the best person you can be
1: That's fantastic advice for for your kids as a dad. It's great for your players as a coach. Uh, That's so great to hear. And you touched on academics. Um, That's one of the things that uh, uh, I'm not going to say on average to most head coaches is not that important. But let's face it, your job is to coach football. It's not necessarily to teach trigonometry. Um, But as a dad, I'm sure academics is important with your kids. Uh, how do you balance that with your players that you want you want them to know this trick play for third down, but in the back of your mind you know they've got to have those academics there as well.
3: Well, I think the NCAA has a has a great structure, of course, for to maintain eligibility, and I think at a school here like Buffalo that that we have is. Uh, New York's flagship university. We're an AAU accredited university so there's a lot of things that are naturally in place at, at the situation we're at right now and, and we have a, a great academic support system um, within athletics too that give our give our players that uh, the, the extra support that they need but I, I think they also have to understand as I mentioned earlier, football's not going to be there forever and there's got to be some things that, that are going to pave the way for the future and showing that that balance and what, the, what an athletic scholar can do for them to open up other doors is something that they have to make sure they maintain and we we make sure we keep a good emphasis on that and I think the players that we have here right now are doing that
1: Head Coach Lance Leipold joining us, University at Buffalo uh, football squad, and uh, I want to talk now about community service. Uh, both with your team, what uh, what your guys do, and maybe uh, personally with you and your family. Maybe you and your wife are involved
3: with uh, some benefits or charities. What's important to you? Well, I think first of all, for our, our players, as we say, there's they've been given this opportunity. We all have certain platforms that we're allowed that that you know young people or, or even adults get into you know football and, and college athletics. So we have. Um, you know, you know, getting into schools is very important for us here. Uh, Tim Edwards, our defensive line coach, helps uh, that as, as well as Julie O'Neill, our, our administrative assistant. And we have a lot of our players are getting out there. Personally, being in a new area, we haven't quite been able to dive into everything, but. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things with, with youth and, and boys and girls clubs and things like that. Personally, uh, uh, we've had a, you know a fair amount of cancer in my family. Lost my mother to cancer. Those are things um, um, also like to get involved in. I'm a recipient of a cornea transplant, so organ donation is wow. something that the, that's important, I think, and hopefully something as we move forward here in, in Western New York that that my wife and I can continue to get involved in. But anytime you can just give, um, but, you know, when you have the opportunity uh the being blessed and uh, uh, as we have been as a family hopefully we'll, we'll continue to make our mark as, as we go through this
1: fantastic thanks for joining us coach lance leipold university at buffalo head football coach we wish you the best of luck thank you very much adam